Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I'm privileged to have Christoph Morin. He is the CEO and founder of SalesBrain. Christoph, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mar. Glad to be with you. We met uh, when you had written your earlier book. It was all about uh, neuromarketing and the reptile brain. Why don't you kick us off with you know that earlier work and how your new book, The Persuasion Code, leverages off of that? Sure. So 17 years ago, when I started um, the company that I currently run called SalesBrain, uh, we wanted to bring a different um, perspective on why deals are closed and why deals uh, don't. Uh, And the idea of which uh, was simply to suggest that when you're on a mission to close a transaction or a deal, you're really on a mission to convince an organ, the brain. So we wrote the first book that was uh, the first movement towards a brain-based marketing approach that is looking at what is the effect of your arguments, what is the effect of your capacity to capture attention from the perspective of an organ, the brain. So very much so. We we grow up uh, seeing the world as we are. Uh, I think there's a really good quote from the Talmud, you know, we do not see the world as it is, we see it as we are. And sales and marketing has been very focused on you know, we, the company, this is how we see the world and this is how we describe it. And the work you brought in was saying, no, what you need to do is see the world through the brain of your prospect, especially the reptile part of the brain. So they want to take action. They want to hear your arguments. How difficult was it for you to persuade the marketing industry that, you know, this is scientifically a better way to go? It has been a rather um, challenging journey, and it's really kind of our own fault initially because we were, as expert scientists, so excited about the idea of putting the brain at the center of marketing effectiveness that we forgot that for the most part, marketing people, even you know executives, don't always have uh, <laughs> an appetite for learning and digging into the science. And that's why I'm so excited about our new book, The Persuasion Code, because we're really uh, consolidating 16 years now of working through a very um, tested model of persuasion, which is giving people practical and uh, easy to use steps to leverage everything that we've learned about the dominance of that reptilian structure, which we now call the primal brain, and, and do so without necessarily becoming a neuroscientist. Brilliant. Why don't you take me through some of the concepts of the persuasion code, something that, you know, business leaders could implement right away. And because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's very much our ability to connect with other human beings to persuade them because leadership isn't about power. It's about the ability to influence, right? Precisely. And and so first and foremost, what is confirmed in our book is now a um a, a, a well known and and 
scientifically supported theory, and, and that is that as humans, while we have the capacity to think and process a lot of information in the newest part of our brain, which is what we call the rational brain, physically it's called the cortex, we remain under the dominance of primal brain structures that have existed for millions of years, and we have too long assumed that these brain structures were only responsible for keeping us alive and taking care of our breathing and our digestion. But we now understand that there is very sophisticated circuitry that is in fact responsible for jump-starting the processing of messages that have the intention to persuade. And therefore, you need to consider the dominance of those primal structures when you create and deliver you know, a pitch. And that's uh, uh, the framework upon which we start uh, giving people a lot of very practical tools and ideas to respect the dominance of the primal brain and to engage into a very persuasive session. Christoph, if you could do me a favor, think of a particular company, you don't have to name them, but uh, the, uh, the old pitch that they had that was very much marketing focused and how you were able to transform that pitch that was more brain science based and what the results were. So that would uh, you know, set the groundwork for us to actually go deeper into the persuasion code. Yes. Yeah, so there are, uh, by the way, there are over 30 business cases in the new book. And unlike the first one where we were really launching the framework and didn't have much to support, um, the persuasion code is uh, loaded with not just scientific citations, over 300, but business cases. So I can pick one um, specifically that I've always enjoyed working with. It's a company out of Denver, and they do uh, digitizing uh, of documents. You know, we all carry and keep too many documents around our offices, and this company has a pretty remarkable platform for digitizing documents. However, like most companies that get very excited about their product, they, they thought that they always had to explain the product and the features and functions that come with the product to convince people. Because this journey of explanation is one that is, in fact, reaching the newest part of the brain, uh, which are excited about the possibilities of, you know, um, reducing the amount of documentations and so forth. What we found through research is by and large, uh, you cannot really excite the primal brain when you start explaining anything because the primal brain doesn't have much cognitive resources. And for the primal brain, what matters is not how things work, but why we need them. And so shifting the campaign and shifting the creation of their entire sales message on the why you need to digitize God document, which is to free yourself from, you know, documents that shouldn't be really cluttering your office uh, or um, not uh, worry about moving your documents with you if you have to. All these elements that are more related to pain points and frustrations do not require you initially to talk talk about how things work, but why you can't live without them. And that simple shift opens up a, a very different way of building an argument, presenting the argument in such a way that you're priming the primal brain to, to ease the process of the cognitive process. Uh, because ultimately, you don't really make the decision in the primal. You just package it from the primal to the rational. The why message, does that have to be a why that is 
threatening to my peace of mind or financially? Does it always have to be a threat that we're bringing up or does can the why be more That's of a That's a great question. Um, David Ogilvy, a very famous and um, uh, inspiring advertiser, said it better than I ever will be. He said, selling is easy as long as you light a fire under people's chair and present the extinguisher. And I have to say, as a researcher, I was always um, intrigued by this statement until I found that the science completely supports the notion that negative events and threats are indeed those events that trigger the most attention in the primal brain. And it makes sense, Umar, when you consider that the primal brain is always on a mission to protect us, is always on a mission to scan for the possibility that something could be um, a potential threat. And so when you have your primal brain um, you know, awake, negative events by design receive more attention, more priority than positive events. So in our method, you do find the, the, the dominant aspect of identifying pains and frustration, of magnifying those pains and frustration to prime the primal brain, to activate this interest around the why. And the why is because if I don't have protection from those fears and the frustration, they're going to continue to pollute my life or make it more difficult or, or be in the way of me achieving more success. Now, moving that message from pain to gain is the emotional lift that good messages have to convince. Brilliant. And just before we go there, I remember being in one of your lectures many moons ago, and what came up uh, for me was this old TV ad for, I think it might have been Staples or FedEx, and the ad went something like this. It was a very small company, so they got a very cramped conference room with maybe five or six people in it. And they're looking for ways to save money. And one of the employees goes, uh, you know, we could ship our FedEx shipments at Staples and save 10%. And then a moment later, the leader of the company goes, wait a minute, I've got an idea. And the idea is we could go to Staples and save 10%. And I always took away that whatever the reptile brain or the primal brain comes up with, the neocortex rationalizes it and thinks it's its idea. Do I have that right? That's been the, to some extent, part of the challenge of, of moving this um, model through organizations, and that is the resistance that most of us have to admit our irrationality. And we, we've, we live under the illusion through our capacity to be conscious beings, which is pretty cool. I mean, we believe that humans are the most sophisticated, you know, form of intelligence on this planet and consciousness comes with it, our capacity to reflect and be aware to some extent that we exist. However, consciousness gets us into huge trouble because it doesn't go to the extent of observing our primal behavior and, and admitting to the extent that we um, want to be logical decision-making machine, that we are always under the influence of massive biases that make us much more irrational than we are rational. And the book that I think exemplifies this um, this, this truth is the book from uh, Daniel Ariely uh, called Predictably Irrational. I, I suspect it's one of the, the books you may have seen, and, and, the, and the title says it all. <laughs> the bad news is we are irrational. The good news is it's predictable. And therefore, why not adjust your ability, especially to sell and pitch 
with this assumption that you need to first and foremost address the irrational brain. Christoph, could you walk us through an example of like uh, the first thing we talked about was, you know, identifying the pain, like what's the, the threat? Started to talk about the gain, like how do we pitch it in a way that somebody wants to take action? So take us through the persuasion code of maybe how you'd build one of those messages. Yes, finding the pain is step one of our process of persuasion. Uh, by the time you have successfully identified and you're ready to um, amplify and reawake the pain, um, you move uh, very quickly, if you do this well, from a situation where you no longer push a message, you're no longer pushing extinguishers, uh, but you have created a situation, a context in which people are starting to feel the burn the fire. And if they do, then they're going to ask for the extinguishers. Go back yeah. to the example of the document company. And I think you'd identify sure. the pain. So why don't we use that as the yeah. example? So so what we did with this story. company, uh, by the way, the name of which is Digitech Systems. And I do encourage uh, anyone listening to the podcast to look at the, the website because it's a, a textbook example of how sales brain and our approach has uh, catapulted the success of this company. But the second step, once you've done a good job highlighting the pain, is to uh, el eliminate all those reasons that people and companies tend to um, uh, give when they are trying to convince. And and the, the, the process of which we call spraying and praying, where you you feel that if you give 15 reasons why people should buy you know, your, your services, there's at least three that are going to stick. Well, spraying and praying doesn't work because the primal brain doesn't have the cognitive resources to handle the sorting and, and the rating that comes with 15 reasons. So we train and, and guide our customers to pick a maximum of three reasons which we call their claims. And, and those claims are repeated. Right. Those claims usually come with uh, icons that are visually reinforcing uh, how important and intuitive they are. So there's a, 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 a mantra, if you will, that needs to be packaged in such a way that having only three unique reasons is all you need to get the primal brain ready to listen to your value prop, if you will. And the third step, is to present the evidence, which we call the gain. So once you've identified only three compelling reasons why people should buy your documenting imaging system, then you need to present the evidence because the brain is a very skeptical machine, especially at the level of the primal brain. We don't really understand the intricacy. We believe what we see and we believe what we experience. So all the gain demonstration in our approach is designed to create small experiences through which people can say, I see, I feel, therefore it's true. A demo would be one of those experiencing. If you have a demo of how this particular documenting system is so easy to use, brings in the information and all that can be done right in front of your eyes, that's all the primal brain needs to believe the experience that I just witnessed is going to be the same forever. And so where do stories come in? Because I know we're hotwired to receive stories and remember stories. So for me, the story is pain, claim, gain. You see, um, yes, we are very much wired for stories. And the very simple reason beyond that is that it's a very efficient way for us to create patterns of information that we can um, store with limited amount of details. You know, memory is a system that has fascinated me for decades. 
uh, and certainly most recently because my father passed away from Alzheimer and anybody who uh, has elderly people around uh, may one day or another face this condition. And what you learn is memory is distributed around the brain in most areas that handle either long-term or short-term, but we're not really wired to remember much. And stories are basically narrative formats that are efficient. To the extent that you can remember the plot, the characters, the, the, the flow of a story, what happens at the beginning, what happens at the end. We don't need too many of these elements to store, if you will, the code of a story and retrieve it. And for us, creating a message that is the story of we're on a mission to eliminate pain points that are making your life miserable, we have found a unique solution and here's the evidence. That's a story altogether. And you can obviously bring additional stories, customer stories, your own personal stories to the extent that your own uh, passion, if you will, for the business is is reinforcing the, the truth and the credibility of the story. So I absolutely agree. Storytelling is a natural format for delivering information that is brain friendly. If I'm looking at a commodity industry, uh, let's take real estate, for example. How would you help a realtor or a realty company kind of design one of these messages? Because it seems very commodity driven. And if you look at the internet, all the messaging seems to be the same. Kind of what would be your uh, strategy to to help a company like that achieve a, a message that really uh, connects with the mind of their uh, clientele? So we have um, worked in that space, uh, commercial real estate and, and uh, residential real estate. We also have a very large client in the, in the field of giving information that people who own real estate need. Uh, the company's name is TransUnion. And um, th there, there is, uh, as you say, very little creativity typically uh, that is used to um, create experiences of looking for a house or looking for a, a property that 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 makes your brain really engaged because people focus on uh, what the product is uh, you know piece of property not as much the frustrations or the fears associated with choosing the wrong piece of real estate or uh, having an experience around uh, a, a, an agent that is frustrate, frustrating and disappointing. Um, and, and, and so not enough, in my opinion, uh, of the messaging is about justifying the why you should choose a particular company rather than um, here are the pieces of property that we have in our portfolio and, and like many other, you know, real estate company, uh, we have the best and the brightest properties, which, which is not enough to create a clean and primal brain centric interest. The differentiation, I truly believe, whether it's to sell real estate, cars or anything, is in the experiences that our brains have about the process of engaging with either the salesperson or an account manager. And those experiences are what our brain are assessing uh, millisecond by millisecond. Christoph, what do you think is the concern for a lot of companies? They want to appeal to the widest, broadest demographic so they don't want to lose any business. But by making it such a broad message that they're really talking to no one, 
from a neuroscience point of view, how can they look at that equation in a different way? You've experienced this, right? Where people, you know, we are great for small companies, large companies, medium companies, and it just becomes this kind of whitewash yeah. kind of message. And that goes back to what I was suggesting earlier, uh, we call spraying and praying. Uh, the idea behind it is if we give 20 reasons, uh, you know, to, to be great for everybody, then surely uh, people are going to recognize one or two. Um, we know that from a marketing standpoint, these strategies really don't work. And that's why in our process, by the time you identify and really connect to the top pains and frustrations that make people's potential life miserable, focusing on that first and foremost is an opportunity to filter and distill and eliminate many of your typical you know, claims. And by doing so, sharpening the uniqueness and differentiation of your message. And yes, by doing so, uh, uh, not necessarily appealing to all the people, but why should you want to appeal to all the people? You really want to appeal to those that have the um, initial intention or pain and frustration that you can solve. And so really closing ratios are as good as your ability to reach and activate interest from people who are to some extent prime to, um, to make that intention. And, and, and focusing on the pain, limiting the number of reason is a much smarter strategy than broad, you know, um, brush, uh, brush strokes, if you will, that are meant to attract everybody. Brilliant. So one last question for you, Christoph. You want to make an impact in, in the marketing world. What are your hopes for you know, your life's work and how do you hope it impacts the broader field of marketing? Well, um, you know, the Persuasion Code was my life's work and 16 years to, to create a book that I'm very proud of. I, I also feel that... Um, while the intention of the book, of course, is to help primarily people sell and be more successful in sales and marketing, I also uh, want the book to inspire people who are responsible for campaigns, for instance, public health campaigns, advocacy campaign, to recognize that good messages be can become way better and more efficient if they are anchored in more science. And so I witness every day, sometimes with great sadness, the waste and the noise of bad messages. And fortunately, as you know, Umar, our brain yes. is pretty good at ignoring most of them. Um, but why continue to see, you know, nonprofit organizations struggle in messaging when in fact they can and, and not terribly difficult, you know, with, without much necessarily uh, effort, they can radically improve their capacity to reach their audience and make an impact. I volunteer a lot for lots of organization um, and, and I witness that very simple yet scientifically anchored techniques can make a huge difference in, in most organizations that typically don't have the money for it. Brilliant. Christoph, thanks so much for sitting down with me. I learned a lot. I'm a firm believer in getting messaging that works because business makes the world go round. Thank you, Umar, for inviting me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 